This is the Trivium Dad Podcast. My name is Nick, and welcome. Dearest listeners, I'm here to ask for your support, not your financial support. It would be great if you could donate. It would help support the Trivium Dad podcast and Upward Enrichment Service. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, then leave a review because it will help other people find the show. And two, tell a friend about the show. Or better yet, tell a whole bunch of friends. Thank you. This program may contain strong languages and topics that might not be suitable for all listeners. So welcome to the Trivium Dad podcast. My name is Nicholas Jones, and I'm excited to have my guest, Grace, a Texas native who is a correction officer and a former EMT worker. Grace, I'm happy to have you on the show today. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Everything is going pretty nice today. I hope it's the same for you. Oh, yes. Same here. (laughs) And please tell for the listeners out there, please tell me about yourself. Well, um, my name is Grace, as stated. I've lived in Texas my entire life. Um, I actually grew up in a small town in central Texas called Bartlett. Um, literal one stoplight town. Um, I recently, well, before I say that, I began, um, a career in EMS when I was 18. Uh, I can't really say I made it a career. I went to school for it and then I actually joined, um, a volunteer fire department that was in my town as an EMT. Um, when I was still in school for EMS, I began talking about wanting to go into corrections. So when I turned 20 years old, I got a job at a county near home. And I've been a jailer ever since. Um, A few months ago, I actually moved to a town called Belton, a beautiful historical town. Um, I bought a house. I am 22 years old now. And that's about it for me. Uh, My entire family is actually from Bartlett. So I've grown up in a very rural area, a very small town. Um, Even moving to what I would consider a bigger city, it's still considered a small town to a lot of people. So. (laughs) And, you know, it's pretty it's pretty awesome to hear that you bought your house at such a young age. That's a that's a major accomplishment. So kudos to you on that. Thank you. I do agree. I'm quite, I got very lucky with the house that I was able to get. So, <laughs> well, sometimes that's all you need, just a little bit of luck and the opportunity yeah. to be able to just uh, do what you need to do with it. So that's, that's pretty awesome. Yes. Thank you. And I know uh, with your childhood, I don't know if you feel comfortable and if not, no worries, but would you want to talk a little bit about your experience uh, with mental health? and any type of coping coping strategies that you employed? Absolutely. So I don't even know where to begin on this because there's so many things that I could touch on here. Um, So with 
my childhood. I would say that I grew up in a very, up until the age of nine, I grew up in a very like picture perfect childhood home. Um, aside from the fact that my father did pass away when I was four years old, um, that was probably the biggest problem, you know, that I I had. Uh, my siblings, I have two older sisters and an older brother. Um, so they're all quite older than me. I think the sister that, or I know that the sister's closest in age to me is 11 years older than myself. So when I was born, they were like 11, 13, and 15. Um, so when my father passed, when I was four years old, I was left with a single mother and siblings that all kind of pitched in and took care of me. But I was a very happy kid. Um, they all provided everything I could ever want and need. Um, when I was nine years old, my mother married a man. Um, he, okay. So let me see where, how do I explain Yeah, whatever this? you feel um, comfortable with. You don't have to share too much if you don't want to, or if anything is making you feel uncomfortable, please. It's, it's really up to you. So no worries on that. Yeah, I'm definitely comfortable sharing. I'm just trying to explain it like in the best way possible so that other people could understand. <laughs> um, 100%. Yeah. So when my mom got married when I was nine years old, she, my siblings were old enough to live on their own. One of my sisters was actually married at this point, And my brother and other sister actually stayed in the house that we grew up in. So I moved in with my mom and her new husband and it was just us three. So that happened. And um, to touch back on mental health, since I was a young child, I've always had, I don't know what these would uh, lead to necessarily, but I've always had like traits or signs of OCD. So that would be like only playing with playing with toys a specific way as a child. Um, I don't know if you would want me to touch more into that. Uh, the way I ate certain foods, um, like basically daily routine type stuff too. Would you be interested in hearing more about that? Or would you like me to just keep no, moving? I definitely. I was listening to you and yeah, I definitely want to learn a little bit more about that. So one example I could think of, uh, as far as like playing with toys that I just really recall, um, would be like, I had a bin, like a plastic bin of like, uh, plastic animal, like animal figurines, you know, like little plastic animal toys. Um, so it would be like, like I had like a farm set and an ocean set and like all this stuff. And it was just like little plastic animal. Um, so what I would do, and they were all stored in the same, same tub together. So what I would do is like when I would play with them, I would get them out one at a time and like, you know, play with that one little character or animal or whatever, one at a time. And then I would put it back and then get the next one out and play with it. And then put it back. And then I would try to like do it based on my favorite. So I would play with like my not favorite one first to get it out of the way and then go to my next favorite. Play with that one, get it out of the way and work my way up to which one I felt was my favorite and then play with that. But the weird thing is, so if I would sit down and play for an hour, two hours, three hours, I would clean everything up, you know, put it all back. And then the next time that I sat down to play, I would start completely over from the beginning. I wouldn't pick up where I left off. I would start completely over. <laughs> it was probably 
torturous to watch. And I do remember getting quite frustrated with myself. But <laughs> And if somebody like touched your toys or misplaced it the way you had it, would that affect you? Because I don't know too much about OCD other than I know you, you know, you people tend to want things to be cleaned and to be organized a certain way, but I don't have too much knowledge on it. So maybe you could just tell, tell us, a, tell us because as parents, like if we have children, the listeners out there, how did being, you know, having OCD and what could parents do to help uh, children if they could see certain traits? Sure. Okay. Um, so I never really had a problem with anybody messing with my stuff necessarily because I didn't have siblings close in age to me. You know, I was kind of on my own there. Um, I mean, my older siblings did definitely play with me, but they never really messed with my stuff thereafter. Um, it's one thing that I do know is that every member of my family, uh, my immediate family, that is, does show a different trait or traits of OCD. Um, mine to this day is definitely like routine. I don't necessarily have to have everything like spotless and clean, but with my daily routines, I show, I do the same things every day and we'll, we can touch more into that later. But my sis, one of my sisters, for example, does do like everything has to have its spot. Everything has to be spotless. Like she doesn't even put pictures on her walls, like because she doesn't want her house to look cluttered. So when you walk into her house, like the floor is absolutely spotless. Every surface is clean and spotless and her walls are bare, like not necessarily in a bad way, but it just, it, to me, I'm somebody who likes, I like a lot of stuff. <laughs> so, uh, to me, it's kind of almost suffocating to be there, but um, to her, it's perfect. And that's, you know, that's her quirk. She just loves to like keep everything looking picturesque. Um, for my brother, he is a collector. He has a hard time getting rid of stuff. Um, he has a lots and lots and lots of stuff from not only our childhood, but like things that my parents had. Um, and things that my grandparents had, like he cannot, it, it's important. I understand the sentimental value because I'm actually the same way to an extent, but um, he's, I wouldn't call him a hoarder, but I would, well, I would call him a hoarder. He's pretty like um, a very non or low level hoarder. So he's like a collector and his house is, uh, it's not like messy, but it is full of stuff. It's full of stuff from floor to ceiling that he just can't get rid of. And that's perfectly fine. Um, and I do, I'm guilty of it too. Like I said, I, I share some of that. Uh, my other sister, it's hard to say. Um, I think she has a little bit more of the anxiety portion of it, which I also share. And then my mother is, also a neat freak so <laughs> so i guess like if i know you spoke about your daily routine and i know with me too with scheduling and you know making sure everything that i typically do in a day i i try to do it like does that cause you and i know you just spoke about anxiety but does that cause you additional stress as well if something uh interrupts that routine absolutely like every morning and right now I'll speak on a day off. Today is my day off, for example. So this morning 
uh, I had to go to a meeting um, at work. And uh, so I was like, okay, well, before I do anything and get ready, I have to take a shower. That's just the thing that I do. I have to take a shower. Um, you know, wash my hair, wash my face, wash the rest of me. After that, then I need to like put on makeup. And for my day off, like my makeup routine is pretty simple. I do like concealer, foundation, mascara. That's pretty much it. That that right there is the day off makeup routine. Um, after that, then I'll fix my hair and get dressed. Um, and then I'm out the door. Now, say that I didn't have a meeting today and I kind of relaxed this morning. And then all of a sudden I decided, hey, I need to go to the store. Ideally... I would still do that routine before I left. But if for some reason, say my fiance is trying to rush me out the door or something and I don't get the chance to like take a shower or I don't get, I get the chance to take a shower, but I don't get to put on my makeup. Like I feel anxiety from that for, for the rest of the day. <laughs> I have a question and it too. Me. I have a question. Uh, do you feel like uh, your OCD tendencies increase from childhood to adults or do you feel like it was like about the same uh it, different things came like some things increased other things decreased a lot of my quirks kind of changed or um like evolved i want to say like grew up with me a little bit um i definitely didn't care as much about like my appearance as childhood, but I will say one thing and it just came to my mind. Um, one thing that does affect me and it has affected me since childhood is clothes, clothing. Um, I would almost describe it as a sensory issue. I've had, uh, since I was a kid, like you can ask, or if you ever spoke to like any of my family members, they would tell you that I lived in literal gray sweatpants for a multitude of years as a child because I did not want to wear anything else. Um, to me, yeah, to me, that was just comfortable. I wanted to be comfortable. And this to this day, I still do. And I remember like putting up a fuss as a kid when my mom would help me get dressed over something as simple as like the seam on the end of my sock being like, twisted a little too far one way or the other and it would like irritate my foot it seems if that makes any sense you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah i definitely know what you're saying and like when you say clothing now like are you talking perhaps like fashion wise now like you're more uh, conscientious of that or is it more with the clothes that you have it has to be a certain way or if i'm missing the point please let me know um, I'll, yeah, I'll definitely touch on that. So, um, for a while, I kind of got away from the whole, like, I mean, I love being comfortable at home. Like, literally right now, I'm still in my staple gray sweatpants. It's awesome. One, there's one thing that has not changed. Um, but as an adult, and I, I guess, recognize this probably when I was about 17, I would say that I got this specific quirk or this quirk like grew to fruition. Um, so for me now, all of my clothes have to be, or at least my going out clothes, as I call them, like my nice clothes, they all have to be the same size. So I can go in my closet right now and all of my shirts are a size small. All of my dresses are a size small. My jackets 
size small. Um, I only wear size small tops, not extra small, not medium. If somebody gives me something and it's like not that size, I'll get rid of it. Um, my pants, I've actually been having kind of a little bit of a mental crisis right now because I went up a pant size and it's been causing me to like <laughs> freak out a little bit. Um, because I had all my pants, they were the same brand, same size, same everything. And now that I went up a size, I'm kind of having to borrow some pants. And I got rid, completely got rid of all the old pants that were the same size. I, was gonna ask I didn't you even that. bother. I was going to ask you yeah, that because I, I was like, are you <laughs> contemplating now getting rid of what you have to now match up with your... Yeah. 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 Yes. So I'm currently trying to like match up the sizes on all my pants, and uh, it's that gotta be tough. That has to because I know with me, like it'll like different brands too. Like right now, you know, I love wearing short pants because it's the summertime, and different brands, you know, have different sizes. So yeah, do you gotta like stick to a certain brand because it might be a medium that could fit you, but in another brand it's small. You know what I'm saying? Like, does that does that bother you? Yes. (laughs) So I'll always like if if I'm out looking for clothes and it does not fit me and like what my mind says that my size is, I won't get it. So you so you (laughs) could lose you could lose out on a deal because of just it's saying it's a medium yes yeah yes and for my shoes for example like i only wear size seven and a half shoes if it doesn't fit me in size seven and a half i'm not gonna get it <laughs> yeah that and, that's definitely tough again yeah shoes could vary in <laughs> sizes so <laughs> like, yeah i bought a yeah, I bought quickly. I bought a dress shoes, and it's like the way it was sized. It's like it's like one size smaller than what my actual size is. It was just the name or the yeah. company that made it. So I'm just thinking yeah, along those lines. Yeah. Like, wow, you may have the perfect shoe. It's comfortable. It looks great. It costs what you wanted it to cost, and you're just gonna scrap it because the shoe size doesn't, you know, matches up. Yeah, it's. Pretty much, and I'll tell you right now, like, I cannot wear Adidas shoes. They do not fit <laughs> the way that I want them to. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's how I'm living. <laughs> no, I think I'm glad you shared that because that got to kind of like you're always thinking about that. Like, you know, that could that could pretty much like, you know, if you got to focus on work or whatever in your life and, you know, you're thinking about. I need this all this stuff to all match up how I wanted to match it up. That 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 definitely, you know, changes your thought process and it takes away the time that you could use for something else. Yeah, and one thing too like I mentioned that I went up a pant size like I know that as you age, your body changes. Like everybody knows that and my body is finally changing like I've you know, always been a very slender, like very small person. So now that I, I'm starting to finally like gain a little bit of weight, I'm like, how is this going to work? You know, and as I get older, it's like, I'm going to have to, I don't know if I'm going to have to break at some point or how hard it's going to be. 
you know? <laughs> I mean, even without OCD, I know I'm close to 40 and my body's definitely changed. My metabolism has slowed down, even though I still exercise and try to eat as clean as possible. And yeah, you, you like, wow, you remember when you wore like with me a large t-shirt down wearing extra large and you put off 15, 20 pounds and it's really, you know, life stress, um, dealing with everything. It's yeah, it does. Like, you know, you, you kind of have like some security issues. Like, you know, you want to wear a jacket now because you're kind of insecure about your body. So yeah, I get it. So thanks for definitely sharing that. And I know you were talking about, um, your mom, I know your dad passed away and you were living, I guess, with your stepdad. And yeah, how was that? Oh my gosh. Um, so my mom married him, <coughs> excuse me, after dating him for three months. <laughs> uh, what a wild ride. Am I right? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, actually, especially now in today's society, the, you know, people, people usually date and it, take, it takes a long time. And then I did a podcast recently, like people are not getting married anymore because they don't see the reason to. Especially like if you're happy children, like you could just live yeah. together, cohabitate. But yeah, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I want 100% like I see both sides of that. You know what I mean? I do. And um, so she actually, she eloped with him um, and she called. My sister and I happened to be at the house that day. My sister was, you know, watching me and taking care of me. Um, she called us. Um, I guess from the church and she was like, Hey, I got married. <laughs> yeah. That must've been a shock, especially as a child hearing that. Oh um, yeah. I was actually the one to pick up the phone that day because my sister had run to the bathroom. Um, and the phone started ringing. I was like, Oh, it's mom. I'm going to answer. So I was like, hello. And she goes, Hey, guess what? And I was like, what? <laughs> I got married. And I literally just, my sister was walking into the kitchen at that point and I just like handed the phone to her I didn't even say anything <laughs> what could you say you're probably shell shocked what you're hearing yeah I, I remember standing with my mouth wide open and just like just handing her the phone I couldn't say anything <laughs> um yeah it was ooh. and um so okay and I remember like her and my brother they tried to get me to stay with them um because like I said, I grew up in a very small town. Everybody knew everybody. And um, people knew my mom and people knew the guy that she got married to. And they were like, not a good match. <laughs> not good. Um, he was known for like drinking, not being a very kind person. Um, just. I mean, he, this was her, she, my mom was like his third or fourth marriage. Um, so, I mean, if that tells you anything, then, uh, yeah, definitely being in a house, I guess, you know, someone's new, you don't know this person, he's the adult that, you know, and as a child too, you're dealing, you know, you know, your dad, you loved your dad, and now you got this new person and trying to, yeah, trying to figure that out. That's tough for anybody, any child. Yeah. And so I ended up, I just wanted to be with my mom. So I ended up like uh, moving in with her and him, obviously that the first few weeks were like, eh, I mean, it wasn't home, you know, it never was home with him, but 
I mean, the first few weeks for sure, like it wasn't home. Um, and then that's when he started to get like very manipulative and I would say emotionally abusive. Um, it's hard to like, I can think of a few specific stories that I'll share with you today. Um, but it started off just like him getting angry over stuff that was just nothing. Like, I remember the first time he ever yelled at me, it was over the fact that we had spaghetti for dinner that night. My mom had cooked spaghetti and like homemade spaghetti sauce. And I didn't want to eat the mushroom. And I had like picked the mushrooms off to the side of my plate. And then he just like unleashed on me. And I don't remember exactly what was said, but I do remember like I was not used to getting screamed at. Like growing up before he came along, it's like any wrong action that I did, it was very gently corrected. And I was not a bad kid. Like I remember I wanted to be good. And so, like, having that happen to me for what was, to me, no good reason, I, like, freaked out. I got scared because I was like, I don't know how to handle, like, being treated like this. Um, So I remember getting up from the table and, like, running into the bathroom and then locking the door and just, like, being shut in there for a while while I just cried. Because I, nine-year-old me, like, really, truly did not know how to handle being treated that way. (laughs) Yeah, especially from what you would probably consider a stranger. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, you know, I remember thinking like, how, you know, why? You know what I mean? I didn't understand. Um, So there was that. And then, oh gosh. And then it was like all these new rules that he would come up with. Um, If I was like doing something that wasn't, quote, like, productive unquote like you know kids like to play kids like to do whatever like (laughs) I would be pulled away from whatever that activity was and then like told to go do something else and of course me like being you know a good kid I would always go do it and I was just miserable like I ended up uh with a whole list of chores and everything that I would have to do before I could even consider doing something that I wanted to do um And then also, like, I was not allowed to watch, like, um, certain channels or shows on TV. Like, I wasn't allowed to watch, like, the Disney Channel or Cartoon Network. Like, I had to watch all, like, educational television. (laughs) So you couldn't really enjoy your childhood. It just seemed like like you were just trapped. Yeah, I was literally just, like, trapped. And then... um. So as the years went on, uh, my mom was with him until I was 14 years old. As the years went on, it just progressively got worse and worse. Um, like, I'm trying to think of what else. He, I wasn't allowed to do my hair uh, ways that I wanted necessarily. Like, um, I had bangs growing up. Um, and then one day I was like, I think I was in fifth grade <laughs> so i probably would have been like maybe nine or ten maybe eleven i would say um, ten only because my son is going to fifth grade this september so i'm gonna just oh, say really? ten yeah that's awesome <laughs> yeah 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 so that must have been like right when she first married him then like within that first two years of them being married um i decided that i wanted to grow my bangs out and i was like okay this is cool you know i'm gonna be cool 
new hairstyle, like, you know. So um, I was like, yeah. And I, I could, okay, so another little thing about me is like, I went to a very, very, very small private school um, through the sixth grade. So I was the only girl in my class and I had a class of five kids. I was the only girl in my class from kindergarten through sixth grade. Yeah, there were girls in the sixth grade and then there were girls in the fourth grade. And with it being such a small school, like we all, you know, kind of hung out together. And then so, yeah, this was like the time where I was like, oh, I, I want to be more like them. And um, it was at this time specifically that like fifth and sixth grade had a combined class. So I was with the sixth grade girls all the time. And I was like, oh, they're, you know, they're so cool and all that stuff. But like, they did not like me. <laughs> Well, that's how kids are. I mean, some are going to like you and some is not. I remember that as my childhood. Yeah, but it was just like, you know, so I always, you know, hung out with boys mostly, but I was right at that age where I was like, you know, I want to be a little bit more girly. I want to be a little bit more like trendy. So anyway, I was trying to grow my bangs out. And during that time, so like it gets awkward, you know, you have to like hold your, pin your hair back, like you know, style it a certain way for it to look more natural and all that stuff. Anyway, so as my hair was growing out, and my stepdad would get mad if it was, quote, in my face. Um, So, like, if a strand of it, like, fell in front of my face, he would get mad. Like, literally, that's all it took. Um, I couldn't have, like, like, side bangs, if that makes any sense. Like, you know, them, like, parted sideways. I couldn't do anything like that. Um, so I ended up like always pinning the front of my hair back or like pulling it back with like a headband or something. Um, and that's how I wore my hair every day. Uh, But that turned into me just pulling my hair up into a ponytail every day because I literally like, there was nothing that I could do that would make him happy as far as, you know, styling my own hair went, you know what I mean? So I literally every day would just pull it up into a ponytail and that's what works. Like that is just what works. I was very much trying to find like me. Follow us on social media, UESNYS. Check out the website, UESNYS.com. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Thank you for listening.